shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Francois, and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Felicia. This is episode 7, and this was an important road trip for the New York Liberty, the first big road trip of the season with tough matchups ahead. Uh, we had on Tuesday the game against the Connecticut Sun, Thursday the big matchup with the super team, the Las Vegas Aces, and then Sunday a tough matchup against the Seattle Storm that is starting to now figure things out and get a little bit better. So a lot of things to uh, look forward to. So let's jump into uh, the first game that took place on Tuesday. Uh, and the New York Liberty took care of business 89-81 to against a very greedy Connecticut Sun team. Felicia, where should we start? Well, it was a great game. I think this time around they were more aggressive. It was a pretty even matchup between the two and three seed. I think I was thinking that this game would be pretty tight. You know, both teams are sort of battling for that two, three position. Um in the leaderboard and so you know I think they had to come out the Liberty had to come out aggressive this game and they definitely did that um I was definitely proud of uh Vandersloot she had 17 points nine assists six rebounds we definitely needed her to score some baskets she's always great with assists and and steals and rebounds but we needed the point factor Mm. uh this time around and she did that and she was very aggressive which I love to see. She was definitely the general on the floor. Um, JJ and Stewie did their thing. Um, you know, I think overall it was a great win. They they still got some things to work out, especially closing games sometimes. I think, you know, it's sort of like a tale of two halves with them at times. Like first half or second half, one mm-hmm. half is great and the other half is sort of iffy. Um, and so I think, you know, there's still some things to work out, but they got the win. I'm happy with that. And yeah. All right. So let's break down this game. Uh, the first half was high intense basketball. I think we expected both teams to be very defensive and be a really gritty game, but it was actually a surprisingly high tempo, highly offensive game. Uh, you have to give props to the Connecticut Sun who, lost one of the best players with Brianna Jones, who unfortunately uh, tore Achilles. Uh, so even though they lost their, one of the best players, they're still one of the top teams in the league, and you knew, knew that it was going to be a tough game. So it was very pleasant to watch in the first half. Uh, Stewie and JJ uh, were dominant in the pain. I think like now JJ is starting to you know, see her matchups and see where she could dominate. And I was glad to see that the Liberty uh, gave her the ball more on the inside. Uh, Stewie, uh, I think we, we, you know, we take her for granted, but she delivers every single game. And that game was no exception. In the first quarter, she scored eight points and became the fastest player to reach 4,000 points in just 196 games. And when you look at that list, you have players like uh, Diana Taurasi, Elena Donadon. So she's in very good company, and we're so grateful that she's on that team and yeah. be the leader that, that she is. Um, so what, what, what did you make of, you know, uh, John Cole Jones? I mentioned her earlier, and 
and her contribution. I know we've we've talked a lot about her role on the team and then how she could best contribute, but what 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 did you make of I always think I always think she's she's doing great. Uh, I think she's getting better. You know, she always Jonquil always starts out great in the first half, and I don't know if it's a a coach's decision. You know how they play her, but you know she starts out great. They're feeding her the ball. She's aggressive. You know everything seems to be going well, but then it sort of fades a little bit in the second half. And you know I'd like to see a more complete game from her you know I know we have you know there's ebbs and flows to every basketball game so you know I don't expect her to always have you know high numbers every single you know quarter but I do think you see the first half they're usually getting her the ball getting inside she's aggressive and then it's almost like her role changes come the second half Mm -hmm. so I would really like to see them still stay. I don't know if it's also an adjustment, maybe because you know when they're getting her the ball on the inside. Sometimes, sometimes the passes aren't aren't great, and you know they might be passing the ball a little too low for her, and then she gets double teamed, and and so I just think they have to do a little bit better in, in feeding her the ball on the inside. Yeah, and I think they did that a little bit better uh, in this game. I just felt like with the game against Atlanta, where she had also another double-double, that was probably one of the most consistent performances of Brianna jo- uh, of Junkel Jones. Sorry, um, And so, you know, we hoped to see that more often. Uh, she was a strong presence on defense. She had a couple of uh, nice block, uh, a lot of rebounds. Um, and when you look at her stats at the end of the game, she uh, was the highest plus minus on the Liberty team with plus 21. Uh, she ended up with uh, 14 points and 11 rebounds so and four blocks. So um, a very strong, strong performance uh, for John Cole Jones, which we hope uh, would lead to many, many other great performances like this. I think she's getting better, though. I, I think every game, you you see the improvement. You see her coming up. So, you know, from the very first game this year to now, it's a huge improvement. And I know she's coming off of an injury. So it takes time. But, you know, I, I really would, you know, I hope to see that, you know, as each game comes, that she'll just continue to improve and we'll see those numbers go up. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, Courtney Vandersloot. Um, and what I noticed for this game was the fact that I felt that she was better suited uh, for this matchup against the Connecticut Sun yeah. as the point guard uh, than Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, whether it's on the podcast or when we watch the games. Uh, the challenge for Sabrina uh, when she faces strong defense, uh, strong defenses like you know the Aces, the Sun or the Mystics, um, and, and, and that proved once again that, you know, she was struggling when they were putting a lot of pressure on her, trying to double-team her. Uh, she had a couple of turnovers. Uh, her first basket only came uh, in the second quarter. Um, so what what should we say between, you know, the role that Sabrina should have versus Vandersloot and who should be the point guard? Well, I definitely think Vandersloot should be the point guard. You know, I think for Sabrina, we've always said that she's better off the ball. Mm. And so Vandersloot should definitely be the point guard. She should definitely be carrying the ball up the court. 
for Sabrina. She's good, but I just think Vandersloot is better in that position. And that helps Sabrina to get to her spots when she doesn't have to carry the ball up. You know, it makes it a bit easier for her. Yeah, teams will double team her. They know she's a three-point threat. And so, you know, she's always going to draw attention because she is a great basketball player. So she should draw attention. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to be more Vandersloot who should really um, be the point guard of this team, be that general. She sees the court. You know, I, I think it's just a better matchup overall for them. And uh, Courtney Vandersloot, who has been struggling uh, this season in terms of a three-point percentage, I think it's uh, the lowest of her career. She has around uh, 25%. Um, you know, she rectified that in this game. She had uh, two frees uh, in the first quarter, six points. She had three rebounds, three assists. Uh, she was very aggressive when uh, the team needed points in the paint. So definitely... Uh, for those kind of matchups, uh, Vandersloot uh, brings that sort of general uh, kind of vibe that, that the team needs. So let's move on now to the, the second half. Uh, second half, uh, we started, you know, we had a four-point lead uh, in the first half. Second half, we started strong. Uh, Stewie had two frees. Junko Jones had, had a free as well. Then she also had an N1 which gave the Liberty a 60 points lead. So at that moment, I was feeling very confident. I was like, oh, maybe after all, it's not going to be a tight game and we're going to have a dom- dominant performance uh, from the Liberty. But as we know, uh, it's still a work in progress uh, with this team. And there's still obviously areas of, of concern. Uh, transition defense is, is one of them. I cannot recall the number of times uh, that the Connecticut Suns score uh, with fast breaks or after considering a basket, they just pass the ball really quickly to someone that went straight to the basket. They score a lot of points in the, in the paints. Uh, let's not forget that they're the number one team in terms of scoring points in the paint. So they knew how to attack the Liberty and, you know, sort of, you know, pick pinpoints uh, the weaknesses of the Liberty. But there's two players that really uh, brought the, the Sun back into this game. Uh, Dijon Carrington and Olivia Nelson Adoda. It was insane. The third quarter, uh, Dijon Carrington got on fire. I don't know if you ever got to play when you were young that, that game, that video game, uh, NBA Jam. But, um, you know, when you were playing that game, if you started scoring a couple of baskets with one specific player... Uh, they will tell you that the next time you get the ball, the ball will be on fire, and it doesn't matter where you would shoot the ball, it will get, uh, it will go in. And I felt like it was a little bit like that uh, with Dijonet Carrington uh, in that third quarter. She scored 11 points in the last four minutes of the quarter, and the Connecticut Sun uh, had a 16-5 run uh, to finish that that quarter. Uh, what did you make of, of those performances? Uh, I don't think the Liberty were quite ready for (laughs) for Dijonet Carrington, that's for sure. Uh, You know, I think they, uh, she, she got on fire. You know, I, I think sometimes we may pay more attention to players like Alyssa Thomas and you're paying attention to the, the starters, quote unquote, you know, it, 
and you're not paying attention sometimes to the bench players as they should. And Connecticut is great top to bottom. This Mm. is not an easy team to face at all. They are strong. They're strong offensively and defensively. They are tough. And so you can't lose momentum. You know, you can't take your foot off the gas. And I think the Liberty did that a little bit in this game and, you know, they came back and, you know, Connecticut fought back to, to take the lead at one point. Yeah, they, they <laughs> so. took the lead in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, Alyssa Thomas um, scored a basket against Tui, which gave her the third, his third triple-double of the season. And I think mm-hmm. now she's, uh, she's got five triple-doubles, if I'm not mistaken, in the career, which uh, makes her... Uh, the, you know the player with the most triple double in the WNBA uh, history, and you know when you look back on the fact that she wasn't even picked as a as a starter for for the uh, WNBA All Star game, which is crazy. It's it's a little bit puzzling, but I think sometimes people forget that the the starters it's also a popularity contest. Yeah. Like obviously you try to vote for the best players, but also. Um, you know, there's a sort of likability factor or maybe people that, you know, you see more at the forefront or that are more exposed. And let's be honest, as, as great as Alyssa Thomas is as a player, we obviously not rooting for the Connecticut Sun, we're rooting for the Liberty. And every time we face her and the Sun, she, she's a ruthless player. Like, you yeah. know, sometimes we can even argue a bit of a dirty player. Um, so this probably this factor that comes in play when, when it comes to her not being picked as a starter. Uh, definitely, you could argue that the media don't share a light too much on, on the sun. So those, those factors potentially come in play when it comes to uh, picking the stars. But she was picked as, as a reserve and deservedly so because she made our life very difficult in this game. She was doing pretty much everything, you know, rebounding, passing like, you know, like Magic Johnson, you know, upping the tempo. And so at that very moment, uh, when she scored a basket to give her a triple-double, the Connecticut Sun took a one-point lead. And, uh, yeah, we were in trouble. And uh, I think this is when Sandy Brandel started to make uh, a few changes in her rotation. Yeah, she needed to switch it up, you know, I think... And they, she did it at the right time. Mm. You know, with a one-point lead, you see the momentum is shifting. You see that 16-point lead just basically disappear yeah. very quickly. And so it was important for her to make those changes and get the defensive stop. So you had to put in other players like Thornton and, and just trying to get a defensive presence to get those stops they needed. Yeah, it was interesting because she didn't put... Uh, you know, Sabrina or Maureen Johannes uh, in in those last, you know, three to four minutes. She went with a more defensive lineup. So, uh, Kayla Foran, Benajah Lini, Jonko Jones, Brenna Stewart, and, and Van der Sloot. And, and you could tell that it was the right decision. Uh, they were not necessarily uh, great in terms of, like, shooting uh, mid-range shots. So, they kept, like, feeding the ball on the inside. Uh, but the turning point uh, was in the last two minutes. Uh, Benajah Laney, who's once again such an under, underrated player, 
in the eyes of the world, I think. She wasn't unfortunately uh, picked as a reserve for the All-Star game, but she 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 really deserved she really deserved a spot. She brought a lot of versatility uh, on offense in that game. Uh, you know, she was scoring on on the inside in the first half or shooting freeze, but her free with about two minutes left mm-hmm. was really what lifted the, the Liberty, isn't it? Yeah, it was crucial. You know, I think Laney, I've always said this from the beginning of this podcast, Laney and Thornton are your two players that can ground the Liberty defensively and even offensively. They are both, you know, great players who not just on for the defensive presence, but offensive. And Benajia Laney has definitely come alive with her, her three-point making, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, her corner threes, that's her thing, it seems. But, you know, this three to give the Liberty that lead, and then even for Thornton to seal the deal towards the, yeah. <laughs> that last minute of the game, you know, it's a testament to just how strong these, these, these ladies are and they wanted to win, and they, they grinded it out with their team. Yeah, I don't think the Connecticut Sun were expecting Kata Foran to be the the decisive player on offense. Uh, there was a nice pick and roll uh, with uh, Stewie, and she was pretty much left wide open. Now, obviously, the screen is set, you know, to create some space, but I don't think that the, the Sun were expecting Foran to take the shot because I think it was Elisa Thomas that was on her, and she literally gave her the space to take the shot. And she made them pay. I think, like, they don't realize how good Foreign is yeah. uh, with outside shooting. I think she's probably having, like, a record season in terms of, like, field goal percentage for, from the freeze. Um, but that was definitely the, the decisive uh, basket with about 40 to 45 seconds left on, on the clock and, and giving uh, a comfortable lead for, for the, the Liberty uh, to take this win against a, a tough opponent like i was really happy uh with this win it was a very pleasant game overall very few turnovers for both teams uh jj and stewie being dominant and uh post game uh van der Sloot was saying like how grateful uh she is uh to play with a player like Brianna stewart it was probably uh, the biggest reasons for her to to come to the Liberty. Obviously, she was also intrigued by you know Sandy Brandello being the coach. She said that she wants to be coach, but Brianna Stewart was definitely the number one reason. She said after the game that she makes other players better. She yeah. kind of pushes them to step up their game. And it's funny because even like a player like Brandeslu, who's a veteran who's been in this league for a very long time, she still wants to learn and still want to play with the best and elevate a game. So that was a nice uh, little, you know, she gave her flowers to Stewie, who was glowing at that moment when she told, gave her those compliments. And it was a nice little connection uh, uh, in, in that post-game conference. So great win. And now uh, I cannot do the, the music of... Uh, of, I don't know, Rocky or <laughs> but let's move on. Oh, sorry, I, okay, I don't want to have right, like all right, all right. I don't want to have copyright <laughs> infringement. But basically, the game that everybody 
uh, was looking for is the, you know, I don't really like this term, the super teams, but obviously the matchup that everybody was waiting on Thursday, the Las Vegas Aces against the New York Liberty. And before we start diving into this game, uh, I thought that it was very interesting before the game, uh, the pre, uh, you know, the pre-game conference, um, you know, Vandersloot and Sabrina were asked uh, a couple of questions. Um, and Vandersloot said that, you know, their focus for this game is going to be defense because they want to win games. And obviously they're aware that the Vegas... Uh, aces were going to be a challenge for them and so they were really looking forward to a good basketball game with two uh, great teams the questions was asked by uh, Doug, Doug Feinberg uh, during that pregame conference but another question uh, from Jackie Powell she, she asked about uh, to Sabrina like you know sort of areas where she could sort of continue to improve a game and she was asked specifically about a defense. Um, it was very interesting that these questions were asked before the game. And Sabrina was, you know, pretty honest in an assessment of, of what she needs to do. Uh, she's aware that, you know, she's not the greatest defender just yet, but that she's definitely quicker in the lateral movements, uh, that she put a lot of emphasis and a lot of work on her defense in the off season. Um, so I've definitely seen improvements. But oh boy, first quarter against the Aces, it looked like they came with a plan. What was that plan, uh, Felicia? Uh, <laughs> well, the Aces, listen, you have to give credit to the Las Vegas Aces. They are a well-oiled machine. They have played together for some time, and... The Liberty just got caught on the back foot a little bit, I think. Um, you think? <laughs> I mean... I don't want to say it, but I'm like, they, you know, this game, they got punched in the mouth. They they got punched in the mouth. It, it, it definitely showed you why Las Vegas is the number one team, and deservedly so. You know, as much as we love the Liberty... They had they, you could see that there's still a lot of work to do, and and not just for them, for all the teams because the Vegas Aces are number one, and yeah. so anybody they face, what they've only lost one game, yeah, this I season. Mean, they so. said that it's the the best start, and uh, you know, in the WNBA history uh, since the Houston Comets. So that was a long time ago because wow. that was like the first. Uh, kind of dominant team in the history of the WNBA. So, it, they, they're no joke. No, I mean, you you could tell from the, the first quarter this was going to be... I wanted it to be... I knew it would be a tough game. I wanted it to be close. I was really hoping this wouldn't be a blowout. I was like, just, just keep it close. You know, I wanted the Liberty to win, obviously. If they won, I thought the Liberty would win by like two or three points, mm. max. I didn't realize the blowout would come. I mean, we saw it come second half, but they they definitely weren't prepared for this level, I think. And, you know, they they just have to play more pride, be more aggressive. I just think the Aces just ate them up. And you saw it from the minute they did a switch and you, um, Sabrina, ended up on... Uh, 
Chelsea Gray. Yeah, and the minute I saw that play, <laughs> we were panicking. We was like, I was like, happening? oh no, this can't happen. <laughs> I was like, you can't have Sabrina on Chelsea Gray, and she made her bucket. Um, so I think you know this was a game where they definitely targeted Sabrina. I don't know if they saw the the pregame conference or, or what, but. They definitely targeted Sabrina on defense, yeah. and that was that was tough. You know, I know Sabrina is not the worst defensive player by any means, but she's definitely um, a weaker link on defense. I would say uh, against the Aces, especially. So no, what did I tell you? Since we started this podcast, that was my biggest worry. I was already projecting myself uh, towards that game against the Aces, yeah. and I was telling you. I'm really worried about, you know, perimeter defense. Mm-hmm. And once we start facing teams that have, like, those incredible guards that are quick and can shoot from anywhere and go to mm-hmm. the basket, I'm really worried that the Liberty are going to struggle. And it was, I mean, it wasn't that shocking. But the fact that they deliberately targeted Sabrina in that first quarter, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, I was like, oh, boy, we're up for her for uh some night uh and yeah it was it was it was crushing to see how well they were able to figure out uh the favorable matchup um and at some point like you mentioned that play with chelsea gray and, and sabrina so i think originally um you know they had benajah laney on chelsea gray or kelsey player i can't remember which was a great idea but then it was a, a pick and roll they had to switch, and Sabrina ended up uh, facing Chelsea Gray. Uh, unfortunately, it led to a, an easy basket for, for, for Chelsea. But so- again, I think, you know, you just got to give credit where credit's due. The Aces, they are a super team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you definition of a super team, it is them. And so I think, you know they have played for some time together. Mm. You know, they have the addition also of Candace Parker. You know, it, it top top to bottom, you know, or at least for their starters, one through five, they can all hurt you. Yeah. Any one of them can hurt you. And, you know, I think that is just a testament. You got a great team, a great coach. And the Liberty are still gelling. You know, they're still working things out and you can't do that against the aces. You can't be in this method of trying to still figure things out. You know, facing them, you have to, everyone top to bottom has to come ready. And, you know, I think the Liberty tried to do that. I think the first half wasn't um, that bad. No, because I think it was a fight. I do think initially it was a game for sure. It was going back and forth. The Aces definitely kept the lead, but the Liberty were still in there. I thought, you know, if they just keep this, you know, to single digits, you know, where the Aces have not too much of a lead, they can easily get back in this. Um, And I I really thought that, you know, but come the second half, you know, the Aces had a different plan. (laughs) Yeah, so like you mentioned, uh, the Liberty stay for because they still have a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, Sabrina was struggling offensively, but she was trying to contribute in other ways. She had five assists and three rebounds. 
uh, JJ and Stewie were still uh, dominant in the paint, uh, which really kept us afloat. Um, Stewie was uh, struggling. She had a lot of turnovers. And so despite you know having eight turnovers in the first half, they were only trading by seven points. It could have even been uh, four points at halftime. But we were still sort of like still alive, still have a pulse. But yeah, like you said, third quarter, whew, it's like, I don't know, a boxing game where uh, you like, you know, corner somewhere and you keep receiving blows after blows after blows and, and it's hard for you to not fall into the ground. Yeah. Uh, but that, that third quarter was, was lethal. Yeah, they picked them apart, you know, essentially. And the third quarter, I, I will have to say, though, I wish you know, for Brondello that they made yeah. the necessary changes in the third quarter and they just, it just didn't happen. You know, they needed defense. They needed to stop the bleeding at all costs. And, you know, yeah, you had Thornton in there at times, but I think during the game I was just like, you just need defense. You you just need, <laughs> at this point, you got to stop the bleeding. It's it's going way out of hand. I mean, they started, the, base, the Las Vegas Aces started the quarter with an 11-0 run. Yeah. Uh, and it just came from everywhere. Like, you look at uh, the stats, uh, and you were mentioning how strong the starting lineup is. Candace Parker had 15 points. Asia Wilson, 16 points. Chelsea Gray, 14 points. Kelsey Plum, 18 points. Jackie Young, 15 points. And then you even had uh, Kia Stokes, who, you know, is not necessarily known for being an offensive player. She had 7 points. Alicia Clark had 9 points. So the danger came from everywhere. It came from all sides. And they were overwhelmed. And to be fair, uh, a lot of people have said that Becky Hammond is is a mastermind as, as a coach. And mm-hmm. obviously, that's why the Aces uh, were really, like, trying their best to get her uh, into coaching that team and made her the, the highest, uh, you know, salary as a coach in, in the WNBA. And that's also another reason why they were able to acquire Candace Parker. Candace Parker had mentioned uh, before the season that she was really intrigued by the way she uh, coached the team, Becky Hammond, and, and she really wanted to sort of Pick up, pick a brain, and really be coached by someone with such a brain for for the game. And let's let's be honest, she had coach Sandy Brandello in that game. The Liberty were not ready uh, for this matchup. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, again, I think especially come the third quarter, I don't know what adjustments were. I mean. The Aces were already doing their thing, and they made, uh, you know, a couple adjustments, but it, they just really, they just put their foot down, they put their foot on the gas, and they did not look back, and unfortunately for the Liberty, when they needed stops, they just couldn't get them, and surprisingly, when she put Willoughby in in the fourth quarter, that's when some of the bleeding stopped, but at that point, it was too late. Yeah, it was too late. <laughs> it, was too late. I was know, like, it was thinking... the bench player that were there, and, and you knew at that time, like, even if Vegas starts putting all their, their starting lineup on the bench, you, you know it's over. Yeah, so. it's pretty much done at that point. And, you know, but Willoughby came in when some of the starters were still on the floor, and she had a couple of defensive stops. I It made me wonder, you know, what if you had put Willoughby in in the third quarter, even... You know, obviously you don't want to complete, you don't want to put all defense out there and not have any offense. But she also made some points. She had, I think she had 
Did she have more points than Sabrina or close to what uh, Sabrina she, had? I mean, so. she she had, uh, let me look at uh, the stats. Um, she had five points and Sabrina had, had seven points. Uh, Willoughby, five points in 10 minutes and Sabrina, seven points in 24 minutes. So, yeah. You know, she had an impact. I just wish that, you know, we were definitely missing more of a defensive presence all around to 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 put a stop to some of the the offensive prowess of the aces but again she was out coached and the team just didn't play with the aggression they needed to they just didn't play with the pride they needed to have in their team it, it's almost like they got sucker punched and they were just dazed and confused the rest of the game yeah i think for me that was you know you know the biggest disappointment of the game i mean you know, losing against the Las Vegas Aces, yeah. whether you're the Liberty or another team, there's nothing embarrassing in that because the Aces are at the moment on 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 course to be one of the greatest team uh, to ever play this game. So there, there's nothing you know to be uh, ashamed of to to lose that game. But it's just the way they lost that game. It's yeah. like it's almost like they they gave up. Like as soon as they got the first big punch. Like, there, there was no fight. Like, you could tell, like, they were, like, very quiet. Like, their heads were down. And you knew, like, that that's it. Like, they, they're not going to come back. And, and Brondello did say after the game, she said that we got frustrated. Um, you know, things were too easy. And that's where I was disappointed. We didn't have enough fight individually and collectively as a team. Mm-hmm. And they just went away from from what their identity is. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that was very very like disappointing to see that the Liberty were just giving up pretty much. Yeah, you know I think once you got Stewie double teamed, and you know you're forcing turnovers, you you know you're targeting Sabrina. You could tell how they were targeting different people and they knew exactly how to pick the Liberty apart and they just executed better. They just ultimately this game is execution (laughs) and the aces executed the best. And again, they are the number one team. They've only had one loss this season. They've not, they have not lost at home yet. So they protected home court. Yeah. So what could have been almost like a 30 point uh, loss uh, ended up being a 17-point loss, uh, 98 to 81, uh, and it really shows you that there's still a long road for the Liberty to yeah. to be a title content uh, contender. But I think that even the Aces, uh, they try to be cautious because even post game they they said that you know it's still early in the season to you know to make any predicament for for the end of the season and. They're pretty much aware that if, you know, eventually if they face the, the Liberty in the playoff or in the finals, that it will probably be a different team because there's still a lot of games. Uh, so there's still time to, to figure things out for uh, for the Liberty. But, yeah, uh, there's a long way to go to be able to compete against the, the Aces. But I also think maybe this is something the Liberty needed they needed to face the top team so they themselves can go back look at film look at what they need to do individually as players and as a team as a collective to know what what they got to do when they get closer to playoffs when they get to some of these other teams that you know it 
playoff time, it's a different, it's a different level. And so they got a taste of what it takes to be the number one seed. And if they're trying to get there, if they're trying to be on top at the end of this season, this is the game. This is the game that showed them like what they need to do. So hopefully they go back, they go back in the lab and they make the necessary adjustments, corrections, and just, they still got half a season (laughs) so to try to work this out. And I think they can, you know, we'll see what happens in the next games between the Aces and the Liberty, especially at Barclays home Mm. court, hopefully, Uh, you know, the Aces aren't as they've won, but they're not as dominant, I would say, you know, when they're not on their home court. Mm, mm. So maybe that will give the Liberty an edge, you know, when they come here, hopefully we want, we want to see good basketball and we definitely don't want to see blowout. Well, we don't mind if the Liberty are blowing people out, <laughs> but we definitely don't want to see blowouts, you know, where the Liberty just look uh, a bit deflated or just frustrated and, you know, kind of giving up. So, yeah, but, you know, there's 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 room to grow. Well, I, I mean, basically, there was not a lot of time to overthink this because a couple of days later, they were once again on the road and back in Seattle, um, they had played Seattle uh, in Seattle earlier this season, so that was the second game for Brianna Stewart back uh, mm-hmm. in uh, you know former team, former home, um, and you could tell in the first first half that the Liberty wanted to put that game against the Aces behind them, and they started very strongly, like they were on a mission, like we're gonna set the tone very quickly and show who we are. Uh, to the storm and so that was a very strong start uh, for the Liberty yeah I think you know from the Aces game and that you know for some teams when you take a punch like that it either makes you stronger (laughs) or you give up and that's not something the Liberty will do and so I knew that coming into this game I was like they're gonna have way more fight because coming off of the Las Vegas game they they wanted to win they want to make sure they put the game away, and they did that. Um, Stewie, again, being, yeah. being Stewie. There's something usual. about coming back home where it's like, um, I know you guys miss me, and I'm sh- going to show you exactly why. She had 14 points in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, she's, she, that, she's an all-star. You know, there's a reason why she is who she is. She's a phenomenal player. Coming home, you know, you're a bit more comfortable. You, you Not necessarily that she has anything to prove, but... You know, your home, you're comfortable, or your former home, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you want to make sure you put your stamp down, you know, at your, your former p- workplace, I yeah. guess. And so, yeah, it, it was it was all Stewie first quarter, <laughs> pretty much. And I think they definitely, all the players came out aggressive. They had i don't know how many steals did they have in this game wow they had 16 steals so well yeah you know they were disruptive from the start of the game you know from stewie vandersloot uh johannes i mean everyone got into the (laughs) the stealing game (laughs) i mean i mean that was like um that was like a couple of things that i really liked the fact that they put a lot of intensity uh, on the defensive hand, which caused the storm to have quite a few turnovers, and I think like 
So far, I've noticed that the Liberty are very good on the half court, but they could be so lethal if they play a little faster. Yeah. And that's what they did. Like, you know, when they, you know, uh, put pressure on the Storm, uh, who turned over the ball quite a few times, and the way they just, like, you know, play those fast breaks were really incredible. Like, Van der Sloot, Sabrina, uh, passing the ball to Stewie or Bernardo Laney. I, I want to see more of that, like, just, like, fast play so that, like, the defense doesn't get a chance to sort of recover. And, and right. when they play like that, they're, they're unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, Brandello has always been saying that throughout the season. When they play with pace, when they play with speed, they are lethal. And, uh, you know, obviously you may not be able to keep that up the entire game, but you definitely need to have stretches where you are playing with pace and you – can get down the floor very quickly so for the other team that their defense is not set and you have every you keep them on the back foot essentially yeah so first half great execution great defense on on drew lloyd who i think only had like five or eight points uh which you know was they had a really great defense on her she i love four shots i love miss shots so you felt great at halftime uh, 44 to 27 at halftime, seven assists, eight steals, and the Drew Lloyd that uh, is is not very consistent on offense. So once again, we probably felt like it was gonna be an easy night. But the problem with the Liberty is consistency. They they really struggle. They have those bursts where they're just unstoppable for one or two quarters, but they've struggled so far to have a consistent 40 minutes like from top to bottom, like a dominant. Uh, performance and so unfortunately uh, third quarter and you know fourth quarter um, the storm sort of came back like under 10 points uh, and Drew Lloyd and Sammy Wickham uh, the former Liberty player uh, were on fire but I mean what can you say about Drew Lloyd she she was incredible she had those step back free I mean Marine was on her, but she was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to take a little step back and shoot from, like, you know, 9 to 10 feet. Like, it's mm-hmm. just... I mean, she's a phenomenal player. I mean, you she's, know... She's the gold mamba. She has a nickname by Kobe. The uh, gold mamba. The gold yeah. mamba. So. She, you cannot sleep on Jewel Lloyd, you know? Even if she had, you know, a few points in the first half, you know she's not just... She's not going to just lay down and let her team just go <laughs> lose. You know, I think, you know, she that's it's also a reason why she's an all-star. She is going to do everything she can to keep her team and get her team back in this game. And she did that. You know, she put the team on her back and she tried with all her might. And she she rained down threes from yeah. <laughs> every every point on that court. And so to, to bring them back into the game and, and get it down to get the lead down to single digits, you know, I think for the Liberty, they just have to not, I, I think sometimes for them, they get their foot on, they take their foot off the gas a little bit and mm. they, they tend to do that every game. I, I don't know what that is, but you can't have a lead and just think you're comfortable, mm. you know, like this is now a league where at any point someone can shoot start shooting threes and get hot and for this and for Seattle 
you have Sammy Whitcomb, you have Jewel Lloyd and others <laughs> that can easily shoot three. Sammy Whitcomb has a very quick trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she does. you know, and she she it wasn't that it was all threes. Like Sammy was getting in the paint. She, yeah. <laughs> you know, this Stealing was a walls, game. Yeah. Blocking. Like she was doing everything. Yeah. So this was an incredible game for both her and, and Jewel Lloyd, but you know the the liberty they were able to withstand it they were able to to get back in the game and you know i don't think they were worried by any means but i do think they have to really tighten up some things defensively transition defense you know that that is a weakness for them cuz once they whether they make a shot or miss a shot getting back down court sometimes like there was a play where uh, Vandersloot, she missed a three, and she was deep, deep in the corner. Mm. And if you watch the play, she ran the whole court and outran most of the Liberty players. Yeah, to get <laughs> and block and block a shot. And I was like, how is it that Vandersloot ran from the deep corner <laughs> and outran all of you? <laughs> and it, it was wild. I mean, the only person down there was Sabrina. She was the only one that that was down there initially. And so, you know, they they need that spark. They definitely would salute and others. They need that spark to 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 push up, and they need to get speed. When they play with speed, they are lethal. But they also need that on the defensive end. Yeah. And so when uh, Drew Lloyd and and Sammy Wickham brought the game back to nine points. Uh, you were starting to be a little bit worried, but like you said, uh, the Liberty were able to figure things out, putting some intensity back uh, into the defense, causing, once again, a lot of turnovers uh, for the Seattle Storms, which kind of helped the Liberty um, you know, get back into a comfortable lead. And Sabrina kind of woke up, woke up in, uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, being this, this you know, offensive uh, presence and and being dominant, and Kudna uh, Venus, who did notice uh, post-game, she, she said, uh, it was a question from Jackie Powell, that uh, on Sabrina Ionescu, she was like, we're just different when she's on the floor, whether we're making shots or not, she had a really big free uh, when the storm were on the run, and she makes plays for other people, we understand as a team how different we are with her, and yeah, this, this season, obviously, she's not like the, the point guard of the team. She's like more of a scoring presence. And, and we definitely felt her, you know, her missing presence when she had the armstring injury. Mm-hmm. And her coming back, she, she can bring that offensive game that we wish was more present against the Aces. But uh, she woke up at the perfect time in the fourth quarter uh, to set the win. Um, 81-66. to 66. And so overall, uh, a relatively good road trip for the Liberty. Yeah. Uh, two and one, I think that's what we uh, predicted. Uh, you know, before that road trip, obviously we would have wanted a three or uh, road trip, but two and one, it's it's pretty good. And I think there's a lot of things that the team can learn from that road trip uh, moving forward. So uh, before uh, we you know put an end to this uh, uh, episode, uh, just a couple of things. So. Uh, and Shu, um, who had a tremendous Asian Cup, uh, you know, she um, was the MVP of the Asian mm-hmm. Cup and, um, you know, bought the win for, for China. They beat, uh, you know, Australia in the semifinal, Japan in the final, and she was just dominant 
uh, throughout uh, the whole competition. So she's going to come back to New York on Wednesday. Uh, the Liberty are facing uh, the Phoenix Mercury on Wednesday. So I don't know. It's very unlikely that she would be ready to play uh, on Wednesday because obviously it's a long travel back to the U.S. and just sort of reacclimate uh, herself and just, you know, get a bit of rest. But that was, I think, uh, a very, you know, uh, interesting time and hopeful time uh, for Anshu. Uh, Brandello did mention recently that Anshu Dinisley had uh, the greatest training camp, but they were really hoping and encouraging her to make the best out of the Asian Cup, to come back to the team more confident and with a lot of playing time. So I think it's going to be interesting, especially with Dawson yeah. still being out uh, with ankle injury. What would be the role for, for Anshu coming forward? You're going to need to play her, for sure. You need that presence. You need um, some defensive presence. And she needs time. She needs time on the court. You know, I love Anshu. I think that she should definitely get more playing time. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I don't like to see her come in. You know, I know at some of the home games, people are, when she's yeah. there, you know, people are rooting. They, they're like, we want shoe yeah. <laughs> or we want huh? <laughs> you know, and so, but they're doing that in like the last two minutes of a game. Yeah, yeah. And, then and they she actually asked the fans uh, to stop doing that out of respect. Like, I think that makes her feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, but you know, she appreciate the, the fans uh, love, but I think, you know, she's like, this is not the reason why I want to be on the court because the fans pushed Brandella to put me on. She wants to be there because she, she earned proved, it. Yeah, yeah. That she earned a, a spot. But I think like and Brandella also mentioned that that for her to be herself. I mean, I know she she was a great three point shooter last season, and it was very surprising. But I don't want her to just like you know as soon as she gets the ball, just take a free like. You know, the, the Asian Cup showed that she could be dominant also on the inside, also have a lot of rebounds, uh, be a decisive factor for a team. Now, obviously, you could argue that the Asian Cup is not on the same level as the WNBA, but you still have to put those numbers, though. And so I, I definitely feel like, you know, she can bring something uh, different to the team, but not, like, become a caricature like you had mentioned in the in a previous podcast, like, be a gimmick and just, like, do what the fans want uh, her, you know, to do. And just, you know, be yourself. So, I really hope that moving forward, we, we're going to see more of Anshu in a different role than what we've seen so far this season. Yeah, and I think, you know, she has to be in the paint. Yeah. Like, hands down. Like, I know <laughs> she can make threes, and that's all well and good. But that should not be her primary <laughs> position. Mm. She should not be outside that that she needs to be on the inside getting those rebounds being aggressive you are taller is she the tallest player in the league uh, yeah, I think, yeah so. I, think, I think she is yeah. so you you gotta get every rebound you need to put her in there for sure but I you know I think they should definitely play her more now that Dolson you know is still injured she's out they they need another presence they need that height especially in the paint to to defense and offense yeah and so really looking forward to uh this this week we're finally back home it felt weird to not have a single home game uh this past week mm -hmm. but we're gonna have two home games this week uh so the phoenix mercury are back uh at the barclay center on wednesday and so hopefully it looks like we're gonna have uh Brittany griner and diana Tarasi on the court 
uh, they recovered from the injury. And then on Saturday, we're facing again the Seattle Storm, but this time uh, at home for the very first time uh, on Saturday. So really looking forward to those two matchups. And so uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to our podcast. And once again, let's, let's go, go Liberty! Liberty!